Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Talking Games with Kelly and Andrew. I'm Andrew. I'm Kelly. Hi. Welcome home. Welcome back. It's been so long. It feels... Okay, so for the audience, we took a week off. For us, we took a month off. Yeah. Because we pre-recorded three episodes on July 4th, and then those came out for three weeks. And then last week we took off, off, as in no episode. And now it's July, well, for you it's August 1st, Ooh, good people. pay your rent. Better don't, get that rent check paid. Don't pay your rent. <laughs> Fight the man. True. Don't pay rent. True. This True. has been unofficial, not legal advice from Andrew. <laughs> so we're out of practice. We don't know how to speak. I don't, I forgot. Did you? I forgot. I actually remembered, and I think it's a little bit sus that you forgot. Bum, 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 bum. I don't know how the music, how's the music go? You know? That's not what I did. No, but that's okay. I don't actually know how it goes at all. And that's you how sang it goes. It. Yeah, no, no, you sang it, but I can't hear like. You know what? While you talk, I'm going to YouTube and looking up the the Among Us m- music. What do you okay. call it? The uh, Among Us music sting? I guess I would. Yeah, yeah. I would just say Among Us music. OST. Original Among soundtrack? Us music sus. It says. That's probably what it's called. Oh, okay. I found it. Here, I'll send it to you. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> I actually know what it sounds like, so I don't need to hear it. Yeah, I but... think you need to click on the link that I sent you, though, just to be safe. I am afraid of it. Whatever you are about to send me. I'm not sure about that. Please. Uh, so this is not Where did you pertinent. send it to me? Uh, in the Google Doc. Oh, in the Google Doc. Right. Yes. Yeah, so this is a very official show. Sorry. Just skip straight ahead to 30 seconds. Oops. I didn't mean to paste. Just what skip 30 seconds in immediately, please. Okay. Hold on, you guys. Just give me a second. We're ha- I'm having technical difficulties here because... I pasted and I did the wrong thing. Okay, 30 She's seconds, you said? Just skip, yeah. Oh. <laughs> this is the this is the trailer for what we're about to talk about. Um, I don't want the audience to be met with dead air. Also, I'll describe what Why? Because you and I right were now. both just watching it. My eyes are perceiving... The little Among Us space guys doing a coordinated dance. Yeah. Um, you know what? I don't like this anymore. I'm clicking off of it, and it's upsetting me. I uh, hope you can understand my plight. Um, yeah, so I sent Kelly the link to the a dance video, and I was like, haha, this is funny and niche. It has 87 million views. <laughs> Yeah, no big deal. Seven million. Yeah, I don't. That's we pull in those numbers every week. Yeah, at, here at Talking Games, so I don't see the big deal. So it's probably a direct co- crossover of people <laughs> who've seen the Among Us dance video and the people who listen to this podcast. <laughs> probably. Um, you may be wondering why we're talking about Among Us so much. Well, it's oh, yeah. actually because there is now announced a uh, an Among Us animated series. Uh, at CBS Studios, now in the works. Uh, so, you know, I don't know how they're going to write this, uh, considering what's happening right now in the world. 
But you know what? Whatever they want. If they want fun, funky little alien guys murdering and stabbing each other, they should probably just watch the thing. But um, just kidding. That was it's a joke. The, it's by the Big Mouth Studio. So is this going to be like... Because Among Us is for children, even if adults play it. Okay, it's not for children, but it's child-friendly, right? You I guess, I guess there's not. a lot of murder. You could... But if you extrapolated the data from those 87 million views, I would venture to guess that 87 million of them were children. Yeah, like there's a different audience. I feel like children might not watch the Among Us television show. Even yeah. if they're big into the Among Us boys. Yeah. I'm not really sure. I guess I don't have a lot to say. I just think it's funny. Yeah. And I think... Um, it's interesting to that we're seeing all of these adaptations now. And I think Among Us is probably not one that I would have anticipated. Even though it's very, very popular, I guess I just don't really see the opportunity for narrative there. Uh, speaking, you know, do you want to know about something I am excited for? I don't have anything more to say about it, do you? No. What are you excited for? Oh my gosh, Kelly. Yeah. We already knew about a new television show coming from Netflix, Castlevania Nocturne, follow-up series to Castlevania starring uh, good old good old boy Richter. If you played Smash, he's in that. He's mm-hmm. he's very very cute and very very cool. And uh, we got a trailer for Castlevania Nocturne a few days ago. Um. And a confirmation. It's coming September 28th. Oh my gosh, Kelly. This trailer blew my mind. The budget? it It's a lot bigger than the first series, clearly. Like, yeah. I, I knew Castlevania was a successful series, but, like, the budget increase on this series looks insane. And I don't know, maybe they're just trying to, like, even more broaden their demographic with the French Revolution stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just looks so, so, so incredible. I cannot wait. I'm like, I went from like excited but kind of forgetting about it regularly to like, wow, this is my most anticipated television show of the year. And like Netflix is releasing another, like the final season of one of my favorite shows in September. And I was like, oh, that's going to be my most anticipated thing to watch this year. And then Netflix also came out and was like, mm, stop, that's wrong. Your most anticipated show is this. Yeah. I uh, I'm excited too um because uh I enjoy hot vampires. Oh, there's a lot of hot vampires in this. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um it and looks... I Oh, go ahead. No, you go. Uh, uh, uh I was just going to say um <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I was just Can you tell say, the audience what you're doing so that they understand your <laughs> unexpected giggling? So on Google Meat, uh, that's meat, meat, M-E-A-T, like a steak. Just kidding. On Google Meat, they have like a, they have different filters that you can use. Um, and there's one of a little cat. Um, and the cat, my eyes and my mouth are on the cat, but my fit, the rest of my face isn't. So sometimes my, if I lean too far forward, my little cat disappears <laughs> and it made me laugh. And that's what happened. So um, anyway, I was going to ask, didn't they have released a teaser for this like a couple months ago? 
Like it was just a shot of his back. Well, that was when they announced it. And I think that was like a year and a half ago. Oh, wow. Like right okay. after season. Actually, that was like two years ago because that was right after season four came out. Um, Time isn't real for me. Yeah, because they announced and we started the show like right at the time season four came out. And right, I think within I like you watched um, it and you yeah, within about a it. month or two, they announced Nocturne, um, which is this show is not I mean, it's a sequel, but like it does not have any of the characters. Um, you don't probably think it, has, oh, it might have Alucard, but I was going to say, well, I, I feel like <laughs> if I have to be honest, I, I assume Alucard might be like a late game, like end of the final episode. They'll be like, oh, there he is. But, like, he's not in the first season. Well, um, some of us would like to see that beautiful man. I think there will be other beautiful vampires to be there. Also, like, Dracula is probably going to be in it because his voice actor was in this trailer pretty prominently. And also, like, that's just Castlevania's, like, oh, Dracula's back. Um, But the narrative writers behind the Castlevania series are very good at making stories that don't have to do with Dracula. So I think he'll probably be you know, something they lean on but don't rely on. That sounds like the same thing. It's something that's there, but they don't need it to push the plot forward, I assume. Um, But, like, they'll probably have a couple seasons of this show, and then, if I had to guess, they'll have a Symphony of the Night program. Um, But I think they'll probably do at least a couple seasons of Nocturne first. So put, that's the only inclination I would have that be like, oh, maybe they'll we'll save Alucard for later because he's not really him and Richter aren't like, you know, they don't interact a lot until Symphony of the Night. And this is based on Rondo of Blood, which is very much Richter and Maria's plot. So but I like Maria. She looks wildly cool in this one, though, like uh, like a, a very big glow up. So. I want to see more of these characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just so excited. It, if you haven't watched Castlevania, that's fine. I recommend it. But at least go watch the Castlevania Nocturne trailer on YouTube. Uh, and ju- It's just so pretty. It's violent, so if that's not your thing, you'd be ready for that. But like, it looks stunning and very, very emotionally like raw. It looks like there's going to be a lot of screaming in this of just like, sadness which i love (laughs) i love screaming with sadness don't you kelly i uh yeah i like screaming in joy more oh you're probably doing that a lot technically like a month ago but we haven't done a podcast in a while what happened a month ago i don't know it's your news story (laughs) i was gonna segue (laughs) with hot vampires oh speaking of hot vamp wait no you say it (laughs) <laughs> really about to steal my news story out from under me my story me um it's true i was screaming for joy because of hot vampires because uh baldur's gate 3 is now releasing on august 3rd on pc Woo-hoo! we won um and uh September 6th for PS5. Um, so <laughs> Delayed for you. Or delayed, <laughs> well, delayed for people like me, not for yeah. you. So I do apologize. It was bumped up for people like me, which is very exciting because, uh, listeners, if you're not looking at your calendar, uh, August 3rd is in two 
days. Technically three for me, but that's okay. Are you okay? Because tomorrow it'll be two, and then the day after it'll be one, and then it'll be here. Um, I'm so excited for this because when was the last time you were like so excited for a video game and they were like, surprise, it's coming out earlier than you thought. I can pinpoint it, but for, for fairness, I can, I can think of that happening one other time. Xenoblade Chronicles 3 got pushed up from September to July. That's true. That's true. But that's the only time I had ever seen that ever. So when this got announced, I was like, well, first of all, I was like, is, is Kelly okay? (laughs) <laughs> like, is she still breathing? Um, but, wow. I cannot believe they did this for you. I was you so, also, I'm so happy. Are you mad because people who have it on PS5 get early access with the Deluxe Edition, but you don't? Because right now you'd be playing it if that was the case. Do, so do you hate PS5 owners? You know, what's really interesting is I've been playing early access for yeah. like a year now. Oh, so. I just meant... Because like on if you pay extra money on PlayStation Five, you get it on September third. But if you pay extra money on PC, you don't get it three days early. But also, yeah. I think you're you're a patient. You're not a patient. What am I saying? I I was kind of bummed because I was sort of under the impression that um, for whatever reason, if you had early access, you would get to play it today. Yeah, three days early. But uh, that is not the case. Which well, because it was all over that marketing, but that's just for PS5 version, which was confusing. Yeah. But you know what? All is well. I can be patient for a couple more days. Um, I played this game. I've played this game a lot in early access. I've played about 40 hours in early access. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I can explain. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, 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 so you can imagine my excitement because all the new features will be unlocked obviously the entire story will be there um we got some very interesting uh teases and cutscenes and introductions to new characters and romances um which i won't get into uh, <laughs> the bear the bear the bear we don't have to talk about the bear actually i do want to talk about the bear i was gonna say you should probably mention the because bear. okay there's a character um, he's a druid, which a character, for the, which for the uh, <laughs> for those of you who don't follow D anD D or fantasy tropes, a druid is a, a source, a, a wizard of sorts that can turn into animals and such. Uh, there's a character. He's a druid, and everybody who played early access was like, "Oh my god, he's so dreamy. We need him." Um, <laughs> myself included uh and they were like oh we heard you (laughs) so he's actually he's the bear but he's also a human i assume that you can choose i don't think that they would force you to have relations with a bear i'm cutting out that sentence and putting that as a cold open Um, anyway, we don't have to talk about it anymore because I'm really, I'm sure I'll be talking about it plenty next week. On I was going to say, episode. next week's going to be so many Baldur's Gate 3 impressions, <sighs> I'm sure. It's going to get tense, you guys, because listen, I don't have anything to do this weekend, okay? Oh, really? Yeah. That's so good for you. Yeah. Oh my God. But I you want to hear the really bad news is there's no preload, so oh. I have to download it when it goes live on Thursday. 
which well, in my time working, zone, it'll Callie. be 11 a.m. So maybe I can just download <clears> it <throat> on my work day and then uh, work from home the next day. Uh, I do work from, I do work. I work when I work from home, okay? <laughs> uh, but, you know. Uh, I'm excited. Well, I feel like most games come out on Fridays, which kind of stinks for us a little bit because we record on Mondays, which means we only have like two days to kind of get impressions in on a game before we have to record. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But this, you only have almost have a full week. So I really think like, it won't just be like, oh, I started it and the opening was really cool. It'll be like you you will have, knowing you and this game, you'll probably be like 20 hours deep, right? Uh, yeah, I intend on playing a lot. Um, and I think the benefit of having early access is I kind of have a deeper grasp on, mechanic, on the game mechanics and the character that I want to roll and... Um, you know, because when I first played, it was very new to me, and the gameplay was very new to me. I played D&D, but I have never seen it translated into, like, a video game, so I didn't really get it at first. And it was really difficult at first because I didn't understand. Um, but I feel like now that I've had so much time in early access, I kind of benefit by being able to sort of not zoom through, but I can get through the opening pretty quickly. Um, but I am excited to see all the new things that they've incorporated in the opening and... Um, obviously uh, anything different that they've changed um, because I have a feeling that there's going to be quite a lot that's been added from just the first few hours that you get with mm -hmm. early access so yeah but yeah I'm, I'm hope I'm I'm hopeful I can put a good amount of time into it over the weekend <clears throat> you'll make it happen because I really the truth is I really would like to get my druid friend as soon as possible. Um, but you kind of have to like rescue him. He's kind of a damsel in distress. So uh, it can be a little bit complicated. But that's okay. I guess I just have to play 50 hours in the first couple days. Yeah. And I think I can do that. <laughs> um, uh, but I also m might add that for those who don't know, there's a hot vampire in the game. And that's why I said that. That was the side. Is that the one on the in the middle of the cover? Yeah, he's white got hair. white hair. He's oh, my very goodness, yeah. morally I mean, he's like not morally ambiguous at all. He's evil, but uh, he's very charming. Oh, doesn't matter. And uh, you can like, well, we I won't spoil it for you. And I won't spoil, spoil it for the Spoil it next week. I will. Um, Kelly, another game got announced while we were on our break. This is a new game from Kaito Takahashi, who you are probably familiar with. If you know what Katamari is, he announced a new game. Well, Annapurna announced a new game from him called To a T, uh, where you play as a young a young man who is uh, stuck in the T pose. So he's in like a world full of normal people, and he's and some like giraffes, and also his dog is also like kind of sentient. Um, but his arms are stuck like this, Kelly. Andrew, I don't want to alarm you. Please feel free to cut this out. Your no. audio is coming in really, really muffled right now. I don't know if that's the case in recording or if it's just over the... Well, no, it's good to alarm me. Well, I just didn't want you to... Hear it later and be disappointed. By me going, Andrew, How stop! Do I sound better now? Yeah, you do. Okay. I don't know what happened. But uh, if you didn't hear me, uh, because I'm leaving this in, because you, uh, I want you to hear the behind the scenes. Uh, 
Kaito Takahashi, creator of Kata Amari, is releasing a new game called To a T with Annapurna Entertainment, where you play as a young man whose arms are stuck in the T pose. I don't really know what this game's about, but I'm really excited. Yeah, I love the dog. The dog is so cute. And the design, the character design is very cute as well. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be a fun, whimsical adventure based on what I know about Katamari as well. Yeah, I'm also, I was surprised to see just right, like, this moment, it's on Game Pass. So whenever it comes out, which we don't even have a window, I won't have to pay for it. Yeah, because so. you could play it first on Game Pass. Play it day one with Game Pass. <laughs> anyway, that's I didn't have a lot to say. I just that got announced while we were uh, on break, and I was very excited about it. I'll talk more about another Takahashi uh, jam at the end of the episode. Jam, right? You know who likes jam made out of dead fish? Ew, Gollum. Uh, this is not good news. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike the jam made of dead fish. <laughs> um, unfortunately, Daedalic Entertainment. Daedalic. Um, what is it? Daedalic? Daedalic. 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 Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not like <laughs> the licking of data. <laughs> well, Tastes like be, data. There's going to be some Daedalic jam, if you know what I mean. Because... <laughs> <laughs> Because we're going to grind up their bones because they'll be gone. I don't know what you mean. You should probably tell the story and let me not talk anymore. Data Lick Entertainment (laughs) is no longer uh, a thing, basically. So they're shutting down their dev team. um, And they were... (laughs) Sorry, it's not funny. It's just... They were like, we're working on a new Lord of the Rings game. (laughs) And then Gollum came out and they were like, we are no longer working on a new Lord of the Rings game. <laughs> kind of funny. Just a so, little bit. It's sad. I mean, it's it's Gollum is just a, a hot mess. Um, and we know because we've played it. It um, was great. I loved it. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, but yeah. So uh, it's sad. People are getting laid off. Um, but when, you know. I just don't understand what's going on with the Lord of the Rings IP. It feels like the uh, J.R. Tolkien's grandkids or whatever are just like, yeah, do whatever you want with it. We don't care. They don't care. It's just money. And now it's like it's just being like desecrated by Amazon, by uh, Datalik Entertainment. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, not altogether that surprising, but pretty... Pretty sad, I guess, for the people getting laid off. Not good. Not good stuff. Do you want to hear some good stuff to make you feel better? Is it really good, or are you just saying that? No, it is good. Okay, tell me. Sega, who previously had some uh, intentions to get into blockchain video game development, has said in an interview, uh, the co-COO Shuji Utsumi, excuse me, Uh, said, and I quote, the action in play-to-earn games is boring. What is the point? What's the point if the games are no fun? That's his way of saying Sega is not planning to work on any NFT games. That's weird that we're still talking about those. I know. I can't believe I even have to hear the word 
words NFT or blockchain in the year 2023. Like I thought I think we it's left just when this... people are saying like oops. Yeah, I think we I think we need to learn to leave these things far far behind where they belong in the dirt. In the non-fungible past. <laughs> the NFP. The past really is non-fungible if you think about it. You can't funge the past. You can't. It cannot be changed. It cannot be funged. It cannot be re-funged. Funged is a fun word. I'm feeling a little bit existential now that we're talking about funging the past. (laughs) (laughs) We're on weird energy. (laughs) I'm just feeling like a silly goose. You're a cat, though. Um... You're an NFC, non-fungible cat. I'm a non-fungible cat. I'm a non-fungible panther. (gasps) Uh Uh-huh. Just like the Black Panther, who will be the subject of a new game uh, made by Cliffhanger Games, which is a new studio under EA Electronic Arts, for those who don't know. Now you know. Freaking hate video games, man. I um, feel like... Um, I don't know what it is about Black Panther. I feel like it really is a franchise that needs to be handled with a lot of care. Um, not only because of like the subject matter, but because of like, you know, I don't know. It just feels like it's very, it can be very easy to be disrespectful. um, I feel like Chadwick Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. His death truly like made it so that this property will ever forever have to be like, walked on with eggshells which is fine that's i'm not saying that's a bad thing but it means because this announcement felt very like money grabby not money grabby but they were just like hey stock hey investors we are making a new game in this famous ip from a new studio but from like a gamer perspective it's like so you're not you have nothing to say is what you're saying you're just like making a game wow a game developer making a game Yeah. And then in the statement, it reads uh, by uh, Kevin Stevens, who's the studio head, the Cliffhanger Games studio head. Uh, Cliffhanger Games is built on the values of diversity, collaboration, and empowerment. Well, that is the most nothing sentence you've ever (laughs) said. Yeah. So... We want our game to enable players to feel what it's like to be worthy of the Black Panther mantle in unique story-driven ways. And we want Cliffhanger Games to empower everyone on our team as we collaborate to bring this amazing world to life. So I wish them luck. Yes. Uh, Because I probably wouldn't, you know, I probably wouldn't venture to make a Black Panther game. You know, it just seems like shaky roads. Shaky paths. Shaky. Um, I just hope so, that. I, I would just hope that they move forward with respect and grace. But you know what? Yeah. It's EA. Who knows? So. <laughs> How does that make you feel that there's a decent chance that this game will come out before Dragon Age 4? I feel great about that. <laughs> I feel really good about that. I love when, like, movie licensed games. I mean, I guess it's not really a movie license. It's like a comic license. Comic license. I love when licensed games are like, I'm coming out! And it's like Dragon Age is like, 
I came out in 2014, <laughs> by the way, in case anyone was curious. <laughs> it's been almost 10 years. In case you're wondering where I've been. <laughs> it's fine. Poor I'm fine. I'm like, I'm totally fine. I'm not losing it. You, it's okay to lose it a little bit. Do you want to know what I'm losing? Why I'm losing it this week? Why are you losing it? Um, on July 12th. So it's been a while, but this is, uh, you know, we haven't recorded in a while. We heard that Sony is investing an additional $2.1 billion, that's $2.13 billion, into research and development specifically for video game development. That is 40% of Sony, who makes, you know, video games, but also televisions and other technology. That is 40% of their entire R&D spending. The focus of that money, though, is going to be on live service video games. This could have been the craziest, coolest news to hear that Sony was investing $2.1 billion. <laughs> They're investing $2.10 into... That's probably how much they're investing into single-player games, but they're putting two, $2 billion into live service. So many cool single-player games could be made with that. So many. So many single-player games could be made on $2 billion. Yeah, I think we sort of saw that. Uh, I mean, I we saw this very directly at their state of play last month. Uh, where it was a majority last live month. service games. That was three months ago. Uh, no, it wasn't. It's August first, and that was May twenty fifth. That's all right. Three, I mean, it's that's two, not it's three two months, months and from right now, Andrew. Okay, it was two months ago, but it was three months ago. <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> it was end of May, and now it's the start of August. So all well, of June and July happened between. Well, if you consider that time is not real, then... It's not fungible. It's not fungible. Then maybe you would be nicer to me. I don't know if I'd be nicer to you. Maybe if I, maybe if uh, your and I FTC case went a little quicker and I won, then I'd be nicer to you, since I'm, you and I are fighting in an FTC-related court case right now. That's true, actually. Uh, the Federal yeah. Trade Commission has stepped in into the <laughs> Talking Games with Kelly and Andrew offices, and they we've been in talks. Yes, uh, I don't think we should say any more. You know, for the right NDA, the, right, 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 right. The NFT, I mean NDA, NDA, the non fungible disclosure agreement. The NFDA. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but because um, of the NFDA, we should probably just talk about another FTC related court case that doesn't have an NFDA. Right, 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 right. So remember when we were like, okay, Microsoft is totally good to buy Activision, according to the FTC. Uh, this is still true, but they're now waiting until October uh, because of uh, UK. the um, UK regulatory committees are still uh, blocking this deal or still primed to block this deal. Yeah, I mean it's purchase. not gonna it's not gonna stop anything. No, no, but um, <clears throat> uh, they have also made a deal with Sony, live service Sony, um, to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation for ten years. Now consider, ten years ago was twenty fourteen, twenty thirteen. 
How many Call of Duty games have come out since 2013? Andrew's doing some research. Now, consider how many Call of Duty games will come out until 2023. I mean, 2033. Uh, I don't know. I can't it seems like your question. Sorry, I'm not it coming. seems like maybe not that much. I especially since they're doing this live service stuff now, where they just update the 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 like game that you buy. They just update it for you, so it's like Warzone, and then it's like okay, you get a Call of Duty single player experience like once every two, three, four years, right? They're they're still annual. Are they? When was yeah. the last? So the last Call of Duty game was Modern Warfare Two, right? Yeah, and then Modern Warfare Three is coming out this year. What? <laughs> Modern Warfare Three is coming out this. I don't believe you. Yeah, that was announced while we were off. I didn't put it in the the list, but well, it wasn't announced. It leaked, but okay. So how about we just never listen to Kelly ever again? I okay. Here's what I'm thinking, because I heard this news. Well, first of all, I because right now I'm kind of like laughing in PlayStation's face about how stupid they're being. I kind of laughed at them for losing this battle, even though I don't think Microsoft buying Activision is good. Um, but like when they announced that they Sony had agreed to the 10-year deal, I was like, that's the biggest white flag that Sony could have flown there. Yeah. And like it's they clearly the UK situation is not going to stop it from happening. The worst case scenario for Microsoft is that it it will be blocked permanently and then they'll just acquire Activision and then in UK it will be Activision UK and they'll have to have their own division that's like not owned by Microsoft, which is bad, but I don't think that's even very likely. Um, yeah, I would agree. I think the FTC sets a big precedent here. So I think you couldn't, I don't know. I guess in, I don't know the minutia of the international you know you don't trade know international trade laws laws but it just seems like if the ftc is so staunchly like yeah it's fine whatever well um, they, they did not say that the court said you lose <laughs> right so my thinking is i don't know it just seems like it would get very complicated yes very quickly but what do I know? I only, you know what? I don't even care. Because you know what? I don't even care. But you know what? I didn't know Modern Warfare 3 was coming out this year. I thought they were doing that thing where they were like, we're not going to make Call of Duty every yeah, year. Yeah, and then the DLC for that. Modern Warfare 2 got really, really big. So now it's a full game and it's coming out this year. Yeah. Sorry, I should have put that on the well, news. Well, my knowledge of the situation is all the TikToks that I see on my For You page of the men in Call of Duty um, being hunks. So that's... Uh, well, that's good for you then, that you'll get more of that. Right, right. So you know what? All's well with me. Uh, also, Call of Duty has not missed a year since 2005. Or, well, so Call of Duty 1 came out in 2003, 2 came out in 2005, and literally every single year since 2005 we've had one. So I guess so my... There, con- 10 years is 10 games, functionally. I guess my confusion was... When they were like, yeah, 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 we're totally not doing a Call of Duty every year. We're not doing that anymore. Yeah, uh, that didn't that Because they did work. say that. But they lied. Are you telling me businessmen lie? 
Are you telling me specifically businessmen at Activision? A company a run by Bobby Kotick lied? Are you telling me Bobby Kotick is a liar? Are you telling me that men in positions of power lie? It's crazy. That's crazy. I think for me, the 10-year thing, from my like stupid gamer brain, I know that this that 10 years won't start till next year because, you know, this deal is going to take a while to to sign. And by right. that point, a Call of Duty will have come out. So that means what? 2020. Five. 2034. 35. Yeah. 2035 would be the first year where Call of Duty might go exclusive. <laughs> and I'm dumb gamer brain. I'm like, I don't care about 2035 right now. Like the PlayStation 7 might be around the corner at that point. Yeah, or but, society will collapse by that yeah, point. So. We we might have caught on fire already. Yeah, climate disaster may have overtaken us all. Uh, so I don't really care about what's happening to Call of Duty in the year <laughs> 2035. I do. I'll still be on my TikTok for you page. The crumbles <laughs> of civilization. Uh, thirsting over uh, characters that wear masks that cover their faces in the shape of skulls. I don't think that that's entirely... The other thing is, like, video game trends evolve, and Call of Duty has kind of evolved with them. But who knows if it'll last 10 more years, you know? I know. They're really running out of wars. It's like, all right, we did uh, Modern, that... uh, we did uh, the Cold War. Uh, then we did Modern again. War, Cold War, uh, and then we did... Uh... They didn't really... T- oh, they did do World War... Yeah, Call of Duty <laughs> World War Two. Oh it's called or Call of Duty Black Ops World War Two. And the and the was uh, there was one that came out a few years ago with uh, Laura Bailey in it. Which one was that? that Vanguard. Was... Yeah. I don't know. That was a fictional World War Two, right? I don't know. I don't remember. Well, yes, because Laura it. Bailey was like a commanding officer, which I don't think there were a lot of women commanding officers in World War Two. Right. She there was a very history. strong gender balance in Vanguard, which is not historically accurate. She made herstory. <laughs> you got there's real... a there's a Go lady ahead. there's a lady soldier in in the new Modern Warfare games. Modern Warfare three. Two. Was she going to be in Modern Warfare three, which you didn't know existed until a few minutes ago? <laughs> <laughs> My question is, um. I think they need to cash in on, uh, you know what, never mind. Let's just oh. go to the next news story. How about it? Okay. Good transition. Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, last story of the day is a big one. Something that I think we all kind of knew, but it's getting a lot more uh, solidified. Reportedly, Nintendo is now targeting the second half of 2024 for their Switch successor. Development kits are out there. So it is, I mean, we knew it was coming, but the development kits being seen by reporters and by sources is, you know, that's the killer thing. It's confirmed, all but confirmed, I should say, that it is going to remain a hybrid console, which I think surprises nobody. Um, I think that the one interesting detail here is that if the reports are 100% correct, the screen is LCD, so they are backstepping on OLED. And that is to keep costs down. Um, so I guess they're probably going to try to keep this in budget. I wouldn't be surprised if it was like 400 And if they did OLED, it would be closer to 5 And they didn't want to do that. Um, but 
There's also no confirmation of backwards compatibility. I am, I would be floored, completely shocked if it wasn't backwards compatible, considering the ecosystem that Nintendo has set up and how insistent they are on like your Nintendo online stuff transferring. If they didn't let you play games, because it's cartridge based, we know that. If they didn't let you play your Switch 1 games on your Switch 2, that'd be messed up. That'd be messed up, man. Yeah. But I think I a, f- a few months ago, I think I was singing to the tune of March of 2024 being a good Switch 2 release window. Um, and then that Direct came out, and they were like, what if we had a bunch of games for the second half of this year? And I was like, okay, never mind. I don't think March makes sense anymore. Um, but I'm I, I'm glad to be hearing about this. I kind of hope Nintendo confirms it. Eh, they're not going to this year probably because they have all these games coming out and they want to make sure people buy those. But at the same time, I just don't want to hear rumors forever. I just want to know what's happening and general release window so we don't have to every week report on like new rumors, new leaks. I, I don't like that process. I just want to know. Yeah. Yeah. Are you excited? Um, I don't know. I'm not, uh, I'm not, uh, I don't know. I'm not like in love with the Switch. I don't think it's the greatest console ever made. Um, It's not, yeah. I don't really know where they go from here. Like, I don't really know what the gimmick is going to be for their next console. If it's just going to be Switch, but better. Um, Yeah. Which, if that's the case, the question is, how much better? Right. Because there are definite improvements, performance, hardware, everything. Um, but I I just don't know. I mean, it's not probably won't be like a day one purchase for me. I mean, it might be. I'm like a grown adult now with money. but. Um, I mean, I think the key thing is going to be launch titles and stuff. Yeah, I think I I think that really will be dependent because I only use my Switch for a few things here and there. Like obviously I played Tears on it and then like I don't know, like old remakes and stuff like that, Mario Kart which I do play. Um You play Mario you've played Mario Kart? I yeah. I even have the expansion. That's really niche. Pass. That's really niche of you. I know. Who plays Mario Kart? No. I play it like by myself though, like alone. I do that too. Single player. Not multiplayer. Not online. Thanks for clarifying. I just vibe, you know? I get in my little car and I vibe. Oh. Oh, I forgot. We have to talk about... You know, let's, let's, use, let's use that as a transition to talk about what we played. Um, because I want to talk about something very important first that we both played. Right. Right. Um, so Kelly and I, you know, we haven't been... We haven't had done the podcast since July 4th. Uh, we hung out recently um in the same room uh so kelly maybe we should tell the audience uh what we played together before we get into what we played individually we should probably tell them all about the game we played together oh right 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 um the craziest thing happened uh andrew was i was showing okay so i was showing andrew my farm from her uh, story of seasons in her backyard uh, so her real farm she did my real farm my real cows that i am not <laughs> killing um sorry that's kind of a deep cut uh 
if you listen to the Kelly's History podcast, you know what I'm talking about. Because she killed cows. Not on purpose. Uh, <laughs> it was all accidental. But um, anyway, uh, so I was showing Andrew the farm. <laughs> and then uh, something possessed him, a demon, I think. And he was like, I'm going to go to the eShop. And he scrolled over a few titles. Uh, there was one he was about to buy, and I was very insistent that he didn't. <laughs> and I won't mention the name on here because I don't want to. Um, then, it, was, it was like a hentai puzzle game. It was literally called Hentai Girls. Yeah. Like he was going to purchase that, and that was going to be on my bank statement. S- sorry. <laughs> he didn't, though. And instead, he bought uh, Garfield Kart Car- Racing. What's it called? This furriest racing or something? I don't think it's called furriest racing. I'll tell you. You keep going though. <laughs> um. So, <laughs> so we played it. Uh, local co-op. Ugh, it's called furious I racing. Was... Why is it not furriest racing? What was the what's the girl's cat name? The girl cat's name. The gray one. It's something very Alanda. No, no, no. It's like it's like Nurgle or something. <laughs> Normal, normal, normal. Not Arlene. Arlene, normal. So I played normal, and Andrew played. Did you play Garfield? No, I played as a what's his name? John. Otis. Odie. Oda. Odie. I have a deeper understanding of Garfield lore than you. Otis, get out of here. Yeah. Um. So I played normal, and Andrew played the dog, because he wanted to be different. Um. <laughs> and we. Uh, let me tell you this something very interesting about uh, Garfield Racing is that it's impossible to play. Um, it is not fun. It is very silly. It's the clunkiest racing game I've ever played. Um, the drift kind of didn't do anything. There was no, like when you ran into a wall, you know how in Mario Kart, when you run into a wall, your car like starts to redirect pretty quickly. That is not the case in Garfield stop. Racing. Stop. It's a full stop. You have to back up like beep, 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 and then get back on the cart, get back in the race. Um, but something odd happens when you fall off the track or your car even slightly tilts sideways, you get like fade to black and you have to, and it like writes you. So this led to a lot of interesting situations where um, Andrew would try and like hit the bank, like hit the ramps at a good angle and instead it would just like punish him and be like no oh my god we have a clip i wish we could show video clips but there's like sometimes the game will be like oh you're not supposed to be there and it'll put you back on the track that makes sense but this game has physics so you can like flip your car um so i just hit a corner a little bit and like my wheel shifted to the right and then the screen went black and it just took me off the track and put me back in the middle, which was like a little bit funny until it happened three seconds later. <laughs> and it was the and it was the funniest 10 second clip I've ever captured in my life. Yeah, it was really a fun exercise in jank. The game is like three dollars. Uh, well, it's supposed to be 30. Uh, oh, yeah. There was a sale going on at the time, which I think is why Andrew bought garfield furious racing for me um it was very very fun and i had a great 40 minutes playing it with you yeah fun yeah it was fun we made it fun i wouldn't call the game fun but we Um, had fun 
playing. Do you want some some big news? I sure do. Nermal is a boy. No. You're totally lying. He was voiced by Jason Marsden, who is not related to James Marsden. Jason Marsden also voices isn't doesn't does he not voice Max Goof? Yes. And Craig Boone from Fallout New Vegas. Sure. And Nermal from Garfield. No. <laughs> oh my god. He's so intrinsic that voice actor is so intrinsically tied in so many parts of my life. And now he's tied into something normal. you didn't even realize. I misgendered normal. And for that I apologize. It's okay. Part of uh Normal's wiki is uh gender controversy, which is just people not knowing Normal's gender, so So I'm not alone. No, but you're not alone. Make, that doesn't make it right, Andrew. No. Um Do you want to know uh where I was alone? Yeah. Sure. On uh PNF four oh four. Okay. Uh I played Pikmin four. Which is a wonderful new tactics game from Nintendo. Live tactics, real-time strategy, if you will. Um, Came out on July 14th or something. I don't remember, nor do I care to Google it, because I don't like you very much, audience. Um, So I don't want to give you the facts. Oh. That's not true. I love you, audience. But it came out in July. I've been playing it for quite a while I'm very near the end now. This game is a beast. I thought it was going to be like mm, seven, eight hours long to uh, to 100% because that's how long Pikmin games are. I'm like 26 hours in and I have not finished it yet. This game's big. I adore it though. If you know Pikmin, you control a bunch of little guys, little Pikmin, up to 100 of them. And you play as a little captain who's a little human-esque uh, dude or dudette that you can uh, customize at the start of the game and you're there trying to rescue the team because your ship of rescue people crashed. Um, You were sent there to save Olimar, the main character from the first couple games, and you crash land and then you have to use your little Pikmin friends to collect treasures that then can be converted into energy for your ship. And you also have to go into a bunch of caves to save other people Maybe not of your crew who are abandoned on PNF 404, the name of the planet. Um, it's kind of hard to talk about this game because I don't really know what to say besides like, oh my god, I love it. It is incredibly fun, incredibly satisfying to go through and collect everything you see. I really am enjoying this game. I don't think that will change in the last few hours as I complete the last few loose ends I have. Um, the post game kind of blew my mind. I thought I was done with this game, and they're like, nah, there's like 10 plus more hours of content. I'm like, that's insane. Uh, I cannot recommend this game enough, though. If you have a Switch, just try it. If you don't think it's your thing, just try it. There's a demo. It's the first couple hours of the game. If you like it, it transfers the save data transfers over. It's adorable. It's full of little guys and even big guys, but then you realize that they're really little guys because they're like, they would be like the size of like your foot. So they're still little guys. They just look like big guys to the really little guys, you know? Well, I love little guys. And it's just a bunch of little guys. I love little guys and I love picking men. Um, <laughs> Andrew, what else anyway. did you play this week? 
Or well, do you have I've, final thoughts on Pikmin 4? Pikmin 4 is incredible. Please try it if you're interested. It is such a good game, and the demo is so worth your time. The game itself, so, so, so good. I love it so much. It's beautiful to play. I am hopeful that I can play it again on Switch 2 with some nicer, uh, sharper resolution because it's a little fuzzy, but it runs perfectly, so I don't mind that much. You know, you get used to that kind of thing quickly. Um, I also played, well, like a month ago, but we weren't doing the podcast, so I couldn't tell you about it. Uh, We Love Katamari, which is a remake of We Love Katamari. They re-released it on PS5, PS4. They released it on, like, every modern platform, including Switch. Um, But I was excited to play this game. I loved Katamari Damacy, so I decided I was going to play this game, and it was exactly what I needed. It was just a fun Katamari rolling time. If you don't know, you play as a little, a very little guy rolling up a Katamari, which is just a sticky ball, and you just have to pick stuff up. It's like fishy, you know? You just got to pick things up that are smaller than you, which make you a little bigger, so that eventually you can pick up the things that were bigger than you, but now you're bigger than them. And sometimes you're just picking up, like, batteries and and eventually like pick up a book or something but then sometimes you'll pick up like whole buildings was that that was a terrible description of that video game wasn't it no i feel like because i know what it is i get what you're saying maybe somebody who's not familiar with the katamari ip would not understand it's a hard game to explain you just roll things up yeah it's really silly it's really you should, silly yes katamari damacy is incredible this We Love Katamari is just more of it. Um, I'm hopeful it sells really well and they maybe make a new Katamari game because I would love more new Katamari to come out. The music is incredible. Kelly. Yes. Yes. What'd you play? Well... <laughs> We've already what talked. Was, that was terrifying. I thought it was normal. Oh, sorry. Normal. Normal. It was normal. Like Jason Marsden. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no relation to James. <laughs> to James. Anyway. Uh, oh, so it has been a while since we've recorded. Um, and Kelly, in all of her... Uh, brokenness was not buying Final Fantasy 16 but then I was like I have money now so I bought it and I played it and I've been playing it and I'm not done yet Um, we've already talked about this game on this show so I don't want to get too into it Um, in full transparency I bought the game for thirst purposes uh, because I love Clive and I saw his voice actor on Twitter, and I said, wow, what a beautiful man. And then I saw his character, and I was like, wow, what a beautiful man. And then I met Sid, and I was like, wow, what a beautiful man. Um, Did you like him more when his name was Sid or when his name was Sidolphus? I really like that his name is Sidolphus. I was shocked and awed. Let me <laughs> tell you a funny anecdote. Uh, I was playing it on my PlayStation 5, as you do. And uh, Reed, for those who don't know, he's the guy that lives with me in my apartment with me. The guy who lives with you in your apartment is how you're going to describe Reed? Yeah. That guy. That fella. He was like, Kelly. (laughs) (laughs) Why does your your husband-to-be sound like that? Uh, 
He's like, Kelly, that sounds like the dad from The Witch. And I was like, what? Is that true? He literally said that. And I was like, no. No, I mean, that's crazy. I didn't know that. Well, we both really love The Witch, uh, the movie starring Anya Taylor-Joy. And I was like, that's crazy. That's not, he's not Sid. I looked it up. And guess who had egg on their face? Me. Because it is the same man. That's and I was crazy. like, huh? Um, but yeah, so are, we're talking about the video game. Sorry, let me talk about the video game. Um, I'm really enjoying it. I think the combat is so, so fun. Oh, I yeah. don't think I've had as much fun with combat in a Final Fantasy game. <sighs> I'm going to be honest, you guys, ever. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> I know that it's a little bit different. It's not, you know, party-based, which is a change of pace. Was 15 like that? I don't remember. I didn't play 15. Uh, 15 was like a not as solid version of that. You kind of just held a button in 15. Right. You held the button for homoeroticism in 15. Whoa. And there's still homoeroticism in this game. Don't That's don't true. underplay. And Coleman camping gear. It's not uh, in 16. Not in yeah. Unfortunately, it would not fit. But I was instantly hooked, let me tell you, in like the first five minutes when I saw that big battle between um, <clears throat> Shiva and that uh, Titan. Titan. His name is Titan, right? Yeah. I got it. Um, and I was like, what? And then I saw the part uh, right before the title pops up and I was like, what? I was like, this is crazy. I was like, what? My only complaint is that I kind of feel like some of the twists so far have been very, very predictable. I don't know yeah. if this is like a, uh, uh, I don't really know if this is just like they think their audience is dumb or they're just like, no, well, whatever. It's a predictable twist. Not a big deal. I don't think twists always need to be like earth shattering. I think it's fine if they can be a little bit predictable. But I think, yeah, it often depends on like if it's going to be shocking to the character, that can be more interesting, you know, because you yeah. care about their reaction more than the twist itself. Right. And this twist happens quite early in the game. So yeah. it doesn't necessarily feel like unearned or anything like that. Yeah. Um I really, really like Clive. I think he's a very compelling character. I think that he really um, works for me because he is sort of angsty and sad boy, but he's also very, like, he's very polite. Nice boy. He's nice. And I really like that in a Final Fantasy character. I feel like, you know, when you play with Cloud, it's kind of like, all right, we get it. Like, uh, you're traumatized. We get it. You know? Oh, my God. <laughs> Just kidding. But I do feel like sometimes it's a little bit like, okay, let's move on. Um, and Clive obviously is traumatized in his own way. Uh, <laughs> and I'm not Special. trying to diminish anybody, any character's trauma here. Um, I just find him very compelling to me because of his backstory too he reminds me a lot of Jon Snow uh which I'm sure is intentional yes because definitely. of the setting but um really like Sid as well there's something really special about this Sid I can't put my finger on it I think he's just very very like like I said I haven't finished the game yet so there there is obviously context that I'm missing but I just feel like he's very like I don't nice. know nice yeah, nice. Everybody he's in this like game is so nice. He's saving people from slavery, so. Yeah, he's just like, he's very altruistic, and I 
And I think it's nice when you have characters like that because I just feel like sometimes you play games and characters are altruistic and then they end up being like, oh, I did it for this reason. <laughs> or there's, so I like to sort of shift away from like, I'm very sad and brooding. I'm not nice. Um, <laughs> that is a trend that I really like in characters. A character who I absolutely adore, Arthur Morgan from Red Dead Redemption 2, is a nice guy if you play him that way. Um, I love Jill. Jilly Willy. Friend of the show, Cameron does not like me calling her Jilly Willy, but mm, to me... I think you should call her Jilly Willy more than... That's her name. Um, and I love Torgal. Oh, good dog. <laughs> I wanted the Torgal plush so bad, but it's like $5 billion, so... It's really expensive. Yeah. So, I'm excited to... I guess I should talk about the gameplay a little bit. Um, I really, really like... Well, I already kind of talked about the gameplay. I guess what I wanted to say is I really enjoyed the boss fights, mm, yeah. the cinematic evasions, and the cinematic strikes make me feel very strong. And I think that the sort of kaiju fights that they have, like big giant monsters, um, very, very fun for me. And yeah, I don't want to say a lot more fun than I expected, that's for sure. Yeah. And I don't want to say too much more because I, I'm afraid that it will start to get spoilery. So I'm going to just be quiet. But I'm very excited to keep playing. I really am enjoying the atmosphere, the music, the setting, the plot, the world. I am getting a little bit tired of all the side quests being like, Oi, Branded! You hate- I hate you! You smell bad! Can you go get this for me, please? <laughs> and Clive's just like, all right. And then he goes and he gets it and they're like, Oi, you stink! Thank you. It's like, okay, we get it. You guys hate branded. Like, I'm, t I'm like, I get it. Like, it's getting a little bit like, okay, I get it. I think I might, because I'm not nearly as far as you, and I think I'm going to get into it pretty soon. I, I might not do the side quests. So I'm so sorry. I hope I didn't spoil anything for you. You did not. No, but I'm, I'm warning you, those side quests are. Uh... Yeah, I already kind of got the when the when there's a side quest to give three people soup. And then about 45 minutes later, there's a side quest to give three different people soup. <laughs> I did kind of like that, though, because it's so dumb. It's like you go to the bar and he's like, can you put, can you bring these people their soup? And they're all sitting like, this like is... five feet away. And you're like, uh, yeah, I guess so. He's like, this is a really big favor. So if you have to say no, I understand. But can you walk this soup 12 feet that direction for me? Because I'm so busy. And then you leave and he's just standing there with his hands on his hips. And I'm like, but you it's, don't look busy. It's so cute because Clive is like, here's your soup. And you're like, oh, my God, he's so cute delivering soup. He's a little waiter. Um, I, I'm excited to play more. I'll play more in the near future. I got to finish Pikmin first because I want you have that to pick out some of more men. Uh, I should. I feel like I should mention quickly. There's another. Stop laughing. Stop laughing. I didn't put it on the sheet. Uh, but I did play another game on break that I forgot to stop. Stop. You're, and you're still the cat. <laughs> I will never not be the cat. Um. Kelly, I played another game on break uh, that I forgot to mention, so I guess I'll 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 jam it in now. Uh, I played Diablo Four. Uh, 
I, it reminded me because Sidolphus is also in that one. That's true. He's, um, he, uh, well. He's the guy. Your laugh. Huh? Laura, what is his name Yorath? in Diablo? Lorath? Your, oh, maybe it's Lorath. I don't know. He is the Lorax. He speaks for the trees. Um, I didn't, okay, I played like eight hours. And I was like, this is fun. This is kind of mindless fun. I was just focusing on the campaign, but I'm like, I'm having fun. And then there was a couple hours where I'm like, this is getting a little boring. Like, I'm kind of just doing the same thing over and over. It's kind of grindy. I'm getting a little bored. And then um, I finished Act 4 out of 6. And I was like, I was getting through it. And I was like, okay, I probably got another like 4 or 5 hours. And then the level requirement spiked by 10. Whereas every other quest was matching my level. It spiked up 10 levels. And I was like, hmm, I'm not going to grind, so I'll try and see if maybe it's just a recommendation, but I can still play. I couldn't. I was 10, 10 levels under, and I got beat up really bad, and I was very angry at the game, so I stopped, and I said, I finished Diablo 4. I don't care what they said. I'm done. Um, and I would probably have given, I know, I know we don't do scores, but like I probably would have given it like an 8 out of 10 before that happened where I was like, yeah, it's really good, but it gets boring near the end. Um, but then that dropped it. So it's like a six out of 10. I went from like kind of liking Diablo quite a bit to like, I, this game made me mad. So I quit and I don't quit games very often at all. So. Yeah. I think, um, I really enjoy, what did you, what did you pick? What was your class? I was a magician or whatever it's called. Sorcerer. Sorcerer. Yeah. I was spitting magic. Okay. I, feel like Diablo 4 had some really intense difficulty spikes out of yeah. nowhere. And I feel like maybe a little bit some of us were being punished for playing solo. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Because, like, the side content is not fun alone. And if you don't do the side content, then you don't have the level appropriate level to continue the campaign so you either have to, one, just grind and be bored, or two, make friends. And I don't want to do either of those things. Yeah. I don't like people. I don't want to play with Kelly. Oh. <laughs> um, I, didn't, I, just, I didn't know you felt that way. I. Uh, yes, you did. Don't I guess I'll yourself. just. I guess I'll just head out. Oh, my God. Kelly's little cat. It was funny. She, uh. Kelly has been the cat the whole time. It's a really dumb looking cat. Maybe the thumbnail would just be the picture of the cat. Um, Did I jump scare you? I think you might have jump scared the audience. Sorry. You can turn that down. Or I'm just cut it out. No. <laughs> I want you to be embarrassed. Oh. You should see my waveform. It's just the big like. Is it a. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I didn't like Diablo 4. Sorry. Why are you apologizing? I don't. I don't. I don't. You, I don't the know. only thing you ever would have to apologize for is. I hate um, Baldur's Gate three. Yeah. Or not well, having Kelly, intimate relations with the bear in Baldur's Gate three. I no promises. <laughs> have you seen that vampire? Kelly. You yes. Know, there's a lot of huge life changes happening to you this year. And I would say the biggest life event for you of the year uh, is about to happen. 
uh, that being the release of Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah! Definitively the biggest thing happening to you this year. Nothing bigger is happening this year to Kelly. Right? True, 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 so, true. I'm I will excited be married to hear... by the end of the year to mm. the vampire from Baldur's Gate 3. Oh. Whose name is Asterian, if anybody cares. Oh, okay. Congrats on your marriage. <clears throat> Thank you. Uh, I'm very excited to hear all about Baldur's Gate 3 next week. I think we should probably just ignore the news and let you talk for like three to four hours about Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> I don't, I'm like nervous. You're normal? I don't know. I'm normal. I don't know why. I think what it is is I just like, I'm so excited for this game. I think some of my excitement from Dragon Age has like eked into this game. <laughs> eked. Isn't that crazy? That makes sense. You're it like is filling that RPG void, but not in a way that it's just like, oh, it's just filling. It's like a truly fantastic. Well, I shouldn't say it, it's not out yet, but I'm sure it's going to be an incredibly fantastic game that you get to play that just fills that RPG void that you have right now. Yeah, I'm excited. So I'm I'm excited to see them scores because yeah. I don't care about video games. I just look at the scores on video games. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see because review codes, I mean, reviews aren't going to drop until the game until August 3rd. So I think it'll mm. be interesting to see how reviews play out. Yeah. It's also interesting because it's been in early access for like three years. I mean, yeah, there's so much of the game that we know already. Um, but I... there's probably so much you don't. Isn't that exciting? Yeah, I'm really excited. I'm, I've been trying to determine what I want to play as. I love druids. I love turning into animals. Uh, I also really like warlocks. Uh, I played a necromancer in Diablo 4, which was very fun. So I sort of like dark magic, that sort of thing. Anyway, we don't have to talk about it. I'll tell you next week when we talk about Baldur's Gate 3 and when we record Talking Games with Kelly and Andrew. Holy crap, we had a long one this week, everybody. Thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate you sticking around for 101. <laughs> Why is that funny? It's episode 101. Uh, oh. This has been Kelly 101. Uh, 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 oh. That's not even Zoe 101's theme song. That's literally Big Time Rush. I'm Go and make rush. it up. What you gotta lose? Then there's something but the booze. If you wanna know, lay it on the line. Cause you only make it well, so you gotta make it big time. Uh, 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 oh. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. (laughs) Sorry. Bye.